Hello and welcome to another episode of Breaking Mayberry, a show about why old things are bad, new things are bad, and everything was better when we, the hosts, were 12 years old. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Marty Schneider. I'm Dan Ludwig. I'm that other host. Dan, we're professionals, right? Mm-hmm. We we exist in the working world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When you're a professional, sometimes you have to deal with things. Mm-hmm. Some people, people you'd rather not deal with. I am not going to go into details, which makes for a terrible intro, but I have had this week one of the greatest possible joys that any working professional can have. And that is watching someone that you worked with and hated fuck up royally and get dragged in public. Yes! God, I hope to one day experience that level of schadenfreude. I'll tell you something, man. It is it is better than sex. How bad? How bad did they step in it? Uh, potential career ruiner. <laughs> Articles written in our our major newspaper and picked up in like all of the art all the alt weeklies. So However, you knew Shrimp Guy, huh? Oh yeah, no, yeah, me and Shrimp Guy were close. However, they also this person also screwed up in a way that's gonna like it make it very easy to like pivot real quick and get like racist right winger like outrage uh. machine grift going on. But even that in itself is kind of satisfying because you're just like, yeah, this is this is what you've come to. And I know that this is basically like two minutes of me vague booking about something I can't actually talk about. But folks, folks, I loved it. (laughs) I'm just flipping through the news one day and I I see like something bad happened. And I go, okay, I'm going to read this. And I just scroll down and you're like, oh, I recognize that name. Is that the person I know? That's the person I know. And just like unmitigated joy the likes of which and immediately you know i want to talk about it but i have to be vague and basically i understand now that image of kermit sipping tea yeah like i get it i feel it in my soul just just the joy of having to of being able to sit back and watch someone you hate ruin their lives at their own hand i have like people who i'm keeping an eye on because i think that might happen eventually like I, I check in on people, but I'm like, have you ruined your life yet? No, oh, no, I'll check back in about six months. Do we have to talk about Shrimp Guy? I, no, I bar- God. I think I barely understand what that I, was. I'm done with these. I know what the term milkshake duck means. I'm already too far gone. I've Every actually- couple of weeks, it's just, there's a new guy. Every couple of weeks, there's a new guy on the internet that I'm supposed to know what the fuck they did. I actually did know one of the guys. It was like a while back, and it was like, it, this was kind of the opposite of it, because it wasn't like, oh, I hate that guy. I'm so glad he got his comeuppance. I was like... I knew that guy. It was my college TA who was like this soft, quiet nerd. He would bump our grades up if you would chat with him after class. And we like, yeah, he was just this like nice little, nice little guy. And like, we were like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I'm glad. I I don't remember if this is actually his name. Most people have to sleep with the TA for a grade. You just had to like ask him how his mom was. Basically, just like check in. Honestly, I would just be like, Oh yeah, cool. That, that, that's going. That's good, man. I'm glad to hear you're doing all right. Could you turn Just this like, into a B plus? And he'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, totally." Like, okay, I can get you to an A minus, but you have to listen to me recap anime plots for <laughs> 20 minutes. He was. It was no, dude. He was like a Marxism scholar, dude. That that has no bearing on whether or not he's an anime dude. That actually makes that him more true. likely to be an anime dude. Yeah, that like, actually, I think that's a pretty tight Venn diagram. But, like, yeah, he was just this, like, soft, quiet nerd. And then one day I just see his name and I'm like, that's fucking familiar. And he's Twitter's fucking main character because someone found his, like, like his hyper-masculinity, like, all bitches must die like alpha mindset videos he just moved out to the fucking desert bottom mansion and is doing like crazy right-wing music video uh, not music videos but like uh, like maybe blogs maybe i haven't watched his fucking youtube channel but like that was sort of like oh man you seemed cool but i can 100 percent see the genesis of how this happened very purely in my mind like i yeah that one was like was sad he just 
just like went out to the desert and lost his fucking mind. Every goddamn week, there's a new guy, and I'm supposed to keep them a list of them in my head. I guess I don't know. Bean Dad was really where I stopped. I was yeah. like, I I had when I had to say out loud what a, a Bean Dad is, <laughs> and the fun thing is, right, is that like. I watch this stuff develop in real time, and if it becomes a big story, then eventually it will make it to, like, the lifestyle page of the Washington Post or whatever. And that is when my girlfriend will read it, and she won't understand. And then she'll be like, Marty, can you tell me what's a bean dad? And I'll be like, I could, but you won't love me anymore. It used to be, like, when someone would, like torch out online and ruin their lives it used to just be like a guy was like i think it should be okay to have sex with anteaters and we all be like Haha, look at the anteater fucker and now it's like all right so this guy is a bad person here is a giant binder of reading material uh read through 400 tweet threads and also a vanity fair article and also this historical accounting of what it was like to live in chicago in the 1930s and then you're gonna understand why this was funny like <laughs> there's so much like okay you gotta parse through about 12 4chan chats and okay uh, so here's a couple don't of forget memes. the sock puppet accounts yeah. yes and okay here's a couple of memes that are from 1994 so once you ex- understand how all those work you'll understand what people are saying to each other it's just incomprehensible now i don't know if it's been the last year and the fact that we're all fucking losing our minds i i you know what i'm gonna say something we started this podcast with the intent of learning why so many old men were like yeah fuck this newfangled stuff i'm gonna go watch the reruns of the andy griffith show that's us. Well, I, I arrived at it. Yeah, I, I, here I, we go. I, I figured it out. <laughs> Turns out all I needed to do was get older. Yes. I mean, we're trying. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I go on my brother's Twitch, I think, and but I'm always, like, the old man there. I'm like, is this good? Am I doing a good job at this? Do you, do you, do you young people enjoy the way I'm commenting on the, on 1980s video games? Like, it's happened. It, I mean, if, any, if anything, if anything, right, that's the one, that's like literally the one talent I know you have. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all I've got going for me in terms of staying relevant in this modern world is I can make fun of video games good. Thank fucking God the world catered to that skill. Well, let's see if we can make fun of Andy Griffith show episodes good. You know, the thing that we do on this fucking podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can tell, like, I'm sure listen- long-time listeners have figured this out by now. I, fi- I think, like, long-time listeners about three minutes ago were just like, oh, they hate these episodes. <laughs> yeah. what- whatever episode they're going to talk about is nothing. But this one is also horrifying. <laughs> yeah. We are doing, we are doing, whether I you fucking like it or not, I'm forcing us to do it. Let's do uh, it. Season 4, Episode 5, Briscoe Declares for Aunt B. Originally airs October 28th, 1963, written by Everett Greenbaum and Jim Fritzel, directed by Earl Bellamy. And here is your one-sentence summary from Wikipedia. Two-sentence summary from Wikipedia this time. Briscoe Darling, after enjoying a hearty meal and music session at the Taylors, proposes marriage to Aunt B. That's sentence one. You're like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. all right. There's there's comedy there. When he won't accept her repeated refusals, he kidnaps her. Yep. Why does this show love kidnapping women? (laughs) And dragging them off to the mountains, making it infinitely more horrifying. This dude, like, Briscoe Darling should know better. He knows, he's seen his own daughter get kidnapped. Yes, which makes it, like... It's, it's just it just turns it into this like weird cycle of terror on the other hand right i guess it explains why he was so chill with it yeah he was like, like oh this is a mild inconvenience but this is how you do yeah well, he was he was slightly just kind of slightly peeved that a mountain man like tried to like take off with his daughter in the middle of the night and just now, drag her into the woods now and we now know i get he it was, now we know that he was peeved in the way that you're mad when like you're playing chess and someone takes out your bishop he was just like oh well uh, played ah uh, well that's played to... Ernest t bass oh i didn't see that one coming all right good job good job oh well, well i'll figure out my way around this 
Like, is oh god, this is a rare episode that is because we have episodes that are nothing, and we have episodes that are horrifying, and they're usually different episodes. And this is half an episode that's nothing, and half an episode that is a Pandora's box of piss-soaked nightmares. Like, <laughs> it really, they they get off to a slow start, but then they just really just step on the gas and get an entire three episodes of bullshit into, like, the last 12 minutes. You hear that, listeners? Sometimes you can get off to a slow and rough start and be kind of boring at the beginning. But once the plot of the episode actually kicks in, you actually have good stuff. Are you like sure a lot of? <laughs> are you sure we're not just replacing our intro with like elevator music? Like, what if? <laughs> what if we just played like half an MF Doom song instead of instead of doing an intro? Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. MF Doom. Okay. All right. So I didn't take notes on this episode. I also didn't watch this episode a second time because it This hurt. is why. Yeah. Apparently we need to have notes. Okay. So anyway, it starts off with Andy, like, lightly jogging out of the uh, courthouse <laughs> into the car. He goes to the diner where Briscoe Darling and his boys, the played by bluegrass band the dillards are being dragged out they're being escorted off of the premises and andy says what the hell happened here briscoe says look we're just taking precautions when we're eating in a new place and he goes what the hell do you mean and uh briscoe's like i just wanted to sit in the uh kitchen and watch them cook my food because he's worried about being poisoned yeah so okay so mayberry as the recent addition of a family of uh, mountain survivalists that now periodically come down and just kind of st- basically walk through Mayberry like Godzilla, just refusing to integrate into the social contract in any way. Like, and that's just basically a current development. And Andy's just like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, I think partially because, again, he has no authority over them because they don't recognize – I think they're, like, basically – the, the <laughs> undercurrent is say, that they basically went sob-sec, like, months ago. <laughs> I was going to say, they they are – the Andy Griffith universe, they are the new gods <laughs> yeah, of the Andy basically. Griffith universe. Like, you've, you've got you've got the 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 – Earth Prime that is Mayberry, Mayberry Prime, and then at all times there's just like Mayberry Cosmic happening out <laughs> in the woods. I think <laughs> that is the like the implication we've gotten is like there is an entire mountain society happening around Mayberry where they have like complex politics. Like at first I thought it was just like all right, there's this one fucking mountain family, but now it's like no, there's like. A fucking community living out there like they're the goddamn Ewoks. Just are just, you ta- are you busting just, out in a guitar? It's 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 just it's just like it's just like they've got this like ant like the anti life equation ballad. It's always just like <laughs> There's no pawn for you to live. Living ain't the answer, dark side is That was good. <laughs> <laughs> like Briscoe is. Briscoe yeah, Brisco is absolutely the dark side of... Okay, you know what? Actually, fuck it. Another tangent. I'm going to say something What's that, Can I just do a shit. quick one? Now, yeah. Now you tell me this, Mr. Mister Sheriff. Can you outrun the Omega Sanctions? <laughs> oh, man. If, if, if anybody in our audience isn't really up on their... DC Universe folklore. But you know what? Fuck it. Harvey Bullock is one of the writers. Yeah, we've been fuck making you. We've been making DC Comics jokes this whole time. Fuck it. Dan, I'm going to say something batshit insane. Yeah. Right? I watched all four hours of the Zack Snyder Justice League. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it. Yeah. And I'm going to say something that sounds nuts. I think all of the time I spent watching the Andy Griffith show prepared me <laughs> for Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. That is... I think we are, like, media numb now, right? Like, I don't experience pain from watching things anymore. I I have also gotten two hours into Zack Snyder's Justice League. Also, don't hate it. I can just watch also, like, I can watch Monkey Bone now. I can just do that. And I'm like, I see the merits in this. Because that part, the part of my brain that, that thinks 
TV show bad has just been like set on fire and blasted out the side of my head. Like it's so, just gone. What, what what I mean by that is like as you and I have pointed out, television in the sixties, particularly the Andy Griffith Show, just took its sweet ass time having details on everything. Yeah, Andy needs to get something from up on the roof, so we're gonna watch him climb up every rung of that ladder. Get the thing, climb back down, right? Zack Snyder's Justice League is a movie where it's like, we need to send a message to Wonder Woman. So we are going to watch the creation (laughs) of the arrow that will be loaded and then shot somewhere else and eventually seen by Wonder Woman. We're going to watch in painstaking detail like it's a fucking how it's made. Yeah. (laughs) Every element that could possibly go into this and i'm just like yeah right yeah Yeah. i I, I, i'm perfectly used to this it's a four-hour movie where the fuck else am i gonna go yeah (laughs) a thing can't just be a thing in it like there can't just be like a vault with something important in it they have to like show like every minute detail of the vault they have to like have like 800 people with swords around it it's like just like absolute painstaking minutiae is just nothing to us anymore yeah, no, we're we're used to that. I, yeah. I mean, I, look, I've watched I've watched Columbo dial every single number on a rotary phone before to make a phone call. I understand what it's like to just eat up time. I mean, Bob Sweeney's Justice League. <laughs> God, <laughs> Bob Sweeney's Justice League is, is nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking release yeah. the Sweeney cut. Oh God, how did we not get in on that joke? Okay, fine. God damn it. So anyway, Briscoe I- explains that like he's not allowed in the in the restaurant anymore, and he goes, "I guess me and the boys are gonna go without supper because like." Cooking for themselves is not an option. Later on, it's explained that now that Charlene is married and off with Dud Walsh, although last we saw, Dud was living there in the house with them. I don't know. I'm Uh, assuming that that was not a permanent situation. You can't be newly married in a house with just like six dead-eyed rednecks staring at you. So now that Charlene's married off, no one's around to cook for them, basically. And Andy, being Andy, is like, well, come on over. Come to my house. You guys can eat dinner at my house. Then we get an, a, a a scene that just, like the rest of this episode, I'm just like, oh, Aunt B. Yeah. Aunt B. So Aunt B, of course, you know, does the thing that she can, that she is, the only thing she does on the show. And she creates, she makes a big meal for them with pot roast and potatoes. There's a couple of gags where the silent redneck boys just keep, gra- you know, grabbing. Oh, oh a couple before that, of gags though. about the silent redneck boys, Marty? A couple? Uh, like that implies less than 12 it is upwards <laughs> of a dozen where it's just like all right well let me ask what the redneck boys think and then it just pans over to them as they're completely stony faced be like oh wow they don't have a lot of opinions about things chuckle 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 they lean on that bit so hard there's also i forgot this, i forgot to mention this is a bluegrass episode this oh, is yeah. one of those one of those episodes where uh we just get a bluegrass concert and they're playing a song at the beginning and i right dead center in the frame is andy and opie which is the worst possible two people to put in the center of the frame because andy griffith the actor slash guitar player very clearly is having trouble keeping up with the dillards (laughs) professional musicians like he's working so hard i recognize that and Ron Howard, Ronnie Howard, is not even pretending to be interested in all of this. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie Howard is counting his paycheck by the second. Yeah. Right. They had, they had to give him a Benadryl to keep him from just, like, wandering out of frame. Like, because they also, they must have had to do, like, a bunch of takes of that because Andy Griffith must have just been like, fuck, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I hit a G. And they'd be like, all right, take it again, oh, Ron, sit still. You pretend to like this. And like, Ron's like, I'll, I can do one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do one of those things. I wouldn't be surprised if you were like, hey, Ron Howard, what's the worst day of your life? And he'll be like, well, it's either the death of my father or this day of shooting. That's <laughs> one of the two. Like... Just having loud bluegrass music blasted into my tiny boy skull for <laughs> fucking, like, six hours. All right, so, anyway, they play the music, and at dinner, Briscoe Darling gets the idea that Aunt B is really doting on him. 
Right? Yeah. Because Aunt B is just being a generous hostess. And at one point in time, she says, like, oh, look, you don't have any butter on your potato. Let me put some butter on there. And she puts on what looked like an entire stick of butter onto uh, this. <laughs> a lethal amount of butter. A violent amount of butter. An amount of butter that was, like... I want you to die sooner. <laughs> yeah, quite frankly, like, if I am looking at the plate that this woman has made me, and I'm Briscoe Darling, I am thinking, I'm my, my response isn't, yeah, this woman is in love with me. My response is, someone's trying to kill me. You get this plate away from me, woman. So, we Just have fucking a- turn into an, ep- like, a, a, the Lockhorn strip. <laughs> We have a lot of fun with the idea that Aunt B is very horny and is trying to bang dudes. And I was like, kind of doing that. I was like, Aunt B's into Briscoe. Yeah, she's trying to fuck. Which then turned into like an abrupt tire screech. No, no, no. As it was, as the show was like, yeah, we agree with you, Dan. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want any part of this. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we're on your wavelength, aren't you? Don't you think she's into it, Dan? I'm like, no, no, I, I was kidding. Stop it, episode. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> She's getting kidnapped. You were, you were, like, yeah, we're, we're, we're all on the same page. It was like strangers on a train. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> we're just like, I just said something offhanded and the episode was like, all right, we're going to kill your wife now. <laughs> uh, because, okay, so the next thing that happens, oh, actually, fuck. The next thing that happens is some more bluegrass music. Andy and Opie sing Dan Tucker together. I like that song. This this scene's fine, whatever. And there's a bit while they're playing together that, like, Briscoe is, like, scooching closer to Aunt B, who is trying, who is slowly figuring out what's going on and just looking more and more, like, uncomfortable. And then they do the, Aunt B, you do a thing. You t- do a poem. Read something. We're doing, it's his fucking talent show night at the Andy Taylor house. So she does a poem. She does uh, not want to do a poem. She no, they definitely make her. she doesn't want to do a fucking sonnet for a bunch of like dead-eyed weirdos Yokels, in her living room. Yeah. No, and they but they like basically force her to do like yeah, just just recite a poem while like staring at the ceiling in the middle of her living room. And so Briscoe Darling says, oh, "You've clearly been going after me, Miss B." So I'm declaring my affections for you, and I'm asking you to marry me. And Aunt B goes, no. <laughs> you know, like, it's all right. Before before that, old people are always, like, mad about, like, people being on their phones and shit like that. But this was the alternative, where this was just what your Saturday night was. Of just, like, all right, we have to take up time before we die. Does anyone want to do a poem? I don't know. There's nothing. I don't. Do you guys want to talk about car parts or (laughs) today? Today, if I am in a room with my friends and someone's like, hey, I want to read you a poem. I'm like, what's outside? (laughs) What does outside look like right now? Listen, like old people are like, you kids shouldn't be on your phone as much. And what they should be is like, listen, you don't know how fucking good you have it. Keep looking at your phones. Never take your phone for granted. Always treasure the fact that you can look down at your phone rather than having to do a poem. Like, like, like we dealt with this so that you don't have to. The entire party was just acoustic guitar guys. That was the party. Life was acoustic guitar guys. You looked forward to the dude that played Oasis. That was like the highlight of your week. Was like, like someone was like, all right, I'm going to play. I'm going to bust out my guitar. I'm going to play a song I don't know that well. And you were like, thanks. God, I thought I was going to have to listen to each other breathe for another 20 fucking minutes. Alright, so the rest of this scene is uncomfortable. Look, there is there is a way to make unrequited affection funny. Like, yeah. you can make that funny. It's very difficult, but one of the keys is the person who is having the unrequited affection doted upon them cannot look fucking horrified the entire time right like this is 
she looks like she is in mortal terror. This isn't like, oh, this is awkward or uncomfortable or like, I like you as a friend. She looks revolted by the, like, presence of this man and is, like, shying away. And at this point, really, the rest of this episode is Andy not realizing that he can kick someone out of his house. Yes. Like, his explanation multiple times is like, well, you gotta be nice. Can't just tell him to fuck off. That would be that would be rude. But he's trying. He kidnaps your your aunt. Like, yeah, he's like. I'm furious at at Andy for how he ha- acts in this. Yeah, like he does not stick up for Aunt B once. No, like, this whole time, like Briscoe keeps saying, "You clearly want me. You doted on me so much. You want me. I'm gonna go ahead and want you right back." And and like. Aunt B makes it like she does not beat around the bush. She's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. I have no interest. No, 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 no. She makes it very clear. And Andy's whole like spiel about this is, well, all right. his, yeah. his whole thing is like, oh, I see what happened. We had a little bit of a fun miscommunication here. Okay. I, Briscoe, I'm going to explain to you what poems are. When definitely his thing should have been, get the fuck out of my house. Like, Time for you to leave now. Yep. Yeah, all right. This was fun. Time to go. If I see you on my property again, I'm going to call the police. Oh, whoops. That's me. Okay. Leave. You know, you know, I'm the police because I still, for some reason, refuse to take off my uniform, yeah. even though I've been home for four hours. <laughs> well, I think at this point, everybody's brains are so soft that if like Andy wasn't in his uniform, they'd be like, where'd he go? Like, just the viewing audience would be like, where the hell is Andy? And who's this guy in a shirt? What the fuck is going on? Andy can never take off his uniform because if he does, you'll just see all the thug life tats and full... <laughs> full sleeve that's written down him like 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 fucking like fucking marilyn monroe in those shitty t-shirts they sell at the fair (laughs) it's like the girl with the ribbon around her neck except (laughs) if he takes it off he just like melts into just like vague folksyisms he's just gonna disappear into mandolin chords (laughs) (laughs) he's like oogie boogie and nightmare before christmas (laughs) <laughs> he's just like 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 except he's made up like, fishing. like i was gonna say juniper berry <laughs> and like fly fishing ties <laughs> he's 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 just articles your dad read last week that he wants to talk about <laughs> <laughs> just taking human form <laughs> andy griffith is four sports pages stacked on top of each other in a trench coat <laughs> God. Anyway, but he's in this scene. He's just a total fucking wimp. Like, I, I there, there's. By the way, there's no Barney in this episode. Yeah, right. I'm gonna say it. There fucking should have been. Yeah, like Bar Barney would have fucking had something to say at this point. It's whenever Don Knotts. I'm assuming he had like a. He was off doing a movie somewhere. Whenever Don Knotts isn't on the show, it's always kind of a fun thing of like, all right, well, which character is going to turn into Barney Fife like a fucking werewolf? Because you never know who it's going to be. Like, oh, is it Floyd this episode? It's Opie. What? <laughs> like another <laughs> character just kind of like explodes. It's like it's like a card game. You're all playing secret Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Every the in the writing room, everybody walked in like they just gathered the whole cast and gave them out like Polaroids. I know it's twenty years before Polaroids existed, but it's just like okay, everybody grab a Polaroid and lift it up to your head and just <laughs> slap it, slap it on your forehead. Oh, oh, who who got Don Knotts? Who got Don? Knotts? Ah, you got it. <laughs> Everybody put your heads down on the table. Now, whoever is the Don Knotts, pick your head up and do a hate crime. (laughs) 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 Fucking dog shit. I liked Briscoe Darling, too. I loved Briscoe Darling. He was the best fucking character on the show. He was the guy that's like, fuck you. You don't do it. I won't do what you tell me. Like, I'm Rage Against the fucking Machine. And now he's like, oh, also, the machine is women's autonomy. Um, <laughs> fucking sucks ass. They so, do they do kick him out, but he very much declares that he's coming back. 
Like, he very much says, like, I'll be back to get you in the morning. And she goes, no, you fucking won't. <laughs> and, like, like... Just in front with of... With tears the, in her eyes. Yeah, she's terrified. Like, I honestly... I've seen so many unrequited love episodes of TV and movies and everything else... I didn't realize they were hard to do until this. Yeah. I didn't really realize that you could fuck this up. Because it didn't seem like... Like, it, it seems like pretty basic that, like, in your funny TV show, don't make a woman afraid for her life. I'm not... I didn't ever read Save the Cat. I don't totally know a lot about screenwriting, but I'm assuming that that's in there somewhere. All unrequited love plots age a little poorly, but in order for there to be any any entertainment what value whatsoever you have to like give your actress give your your female lead some sense of safety like, yeah they i should not be worried that they are going to die yeah so there there's another scene basically basically briscoe comes to aunt b's window and he holds up a boom box but the boom box doesn't play anything instead it's his four idiot sons <laughs> back playing peter gabriel's in your eyes in your ass he, i he, feel complete he holds up his four mute sons <laughs> as, <laughs> as a way of serenading her fucking uh, lloyd dobbler jumpsuit no, what he actually does is he sings a, I think it's a Woody Guthrie song or a Hank Williams Sr. song. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He sings her a song and she goes, go the fuck away. Yeah. And slams the window. Then go cut to commercial. Next scene. So, okay. So she says like, hey, you're waking up the entire neighborhood. I hate this. I don't like you. Please leave. And he goes like, all right, boys, I'm going to have to get strategic with this. I'm going to. I'm going to have to make some some plans. And then the next thing is he just kidnapped her. Like he's like it was like all right, time to do uh time to do an advanced seduction maneuver, aka a snatch and grab. Like Yeah. Yeah. And 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 once again, Andy gets the news. Opie runs in is like, "Aunt B's gone." And I went home for lunch and Aunt B is gone. And here's the note. Do you think that he took her? And Andy's response is, well, she probably didn't go up there of her own free will. And he sounds remarkably passive about that. Mildly pissed off. Like, not like, all right, I need choppers in the air. I need a SWAT team. Like, we, I'm going up there with, like, four dudes and we're going to go get her back. He's like, this fucking asshole. I had stuff I was going to do tonight. And now I got to go deal with this inconvenience. So he he drives up to the mountain, I'm sure stopping at every red light, and like... Just chats with a guy at an just, intersection, be like, hey out. Dave, how's your day going? Oh, uh, you know, I'm going up to save my aunt. Yeah, yeah, she's been kidnapped. Oh, you got a new Dakota paint on that car? Oh, that's cool. Oh, wait, light's green. Gotta go. So there, he drives up to the mountain lodge where the darlings are holding Aunt B hostage, basically. Andy comes in and is just like, hey, come on. His exact words are, don't you know kidnapping's against the law? <laughs> just, Man, if, if only there was someone around who could fucking do something about that. Okay, should we... We should we've we've been bad about playing the game since we came back, but we ha I think we should play the game of like how could have this how could this have been resolved without cops I guess right. I mean we don't have to play the game because it's not like the law gets involved That's here. True. We we only play that game when someone actually gets arrested. The, yeah, like I because he he just kind of does like. Like he, he does like mental and emotional manipulation I guess but. This is this is one of those episodes that shows there's no reason, story-wise, for Andy to be a cop. No, he could just be a dude. He could run a cafe. He could be a librarian, and this episode would go exactly the same. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, fucking A. Like, I like the fact that he uh, finds out that his aunt has been kidnapped, and he doesn't even, like think about grabbing a gun like no. i might think like hey i might have to be in a taken style situation here again probably one of the few times i'm like you probably need barney fife here yeah <laughs> you you need at least some backup for the situation but apparently not because andy shows up and he's just like hey can i talk to this kidnapping victim for a sec 
And Briscoe's like, be my guest. Yeah. Like, welcome. <laughs> I guess I guess the only thing that he needed was just for a man a, a man to ask. Yeah. He it's like I because he's like, hey, you do know you kidnapped my aunt. He's like, Yeah, totally. It was awesome. Everybody had a great time. My boys got to drive the van. I grabbed her. It was cool. You got a confession I can sign or Yeah. I had I had means, motive, opportunity, everything. Hey, you wanna <laughs> see these cool handcuffs I got? <laughs> Just gonna put them on me real fast. Oh, look how tight those are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, my boy's over there wearing a wire. He likes to do that sometimes. <laughs> So Andy takes Aunt B outside to just discuss things quickly. And by discuss means, I mean, send her back in. Yeah. Like, okay. Aunt B says, please take me home. I don't want to be here anymore. Please take me home. Nah, I got I got an idea. And then we get a good old fashioned season one Andy Griffith antic. Yeah, like it is. And I don't think he explains to her what is happening before he does this. That is, I think she picks up on it, but she is so confused and frightened as he brings her back into the house. Again, bizarre decision by the person directing this episode to be like, because she could just be like, not acting. She could just be like, just just not doing anything with her face. But he's like, no, 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 no. Do extreme emotional distress for me. I think it'll really amp up the scene. This is what I fucking mean when I say that this show fucks up by treating everything with the same level of severity. Yeah. Because this this is a season one Andy Griffith manipulation job. But when those happened, it was usually like manipulating your way out of like having an awkward conversation with your friend right like just something that you don't want to, to do this is emotionally manipulating yourself out of a fucking felony yeah a felony hostage situation starring someone you're supposed to care about <laughs> it is this situation is so severe because you have a clan of mountain people they are heavily armed they do not understand the concept of the law they vaguely understand it when they do get it through their heads they do not respect it they have poor impulse control and they have already committed a fucking felony so like it's not really a good time to do a little uh, like a skit because like there is a 30 percent chance that he that briscoe dog can just be like well i'm bored with this blam and then just shoot andy in the fucking face yeah this is a situation where, like, the woman who raised you <laughs> is begging you not to send her back into a room full of dangerous men. And you're like, you're treating it like, come on, come on up and sing karaoke with us. Look, it's your favorite song. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Oh, tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So, so... We could go back to town and get you to a safe location and file a restraining order. That would that we could we could do that. But I think this will be a better story. He's like, this is going to be so much fun to tell people at dinner parties. I think we're going to really turn this into a fun thing we can all laugh about. Now play along. I'm not going to brief you on the plan before we go inside. I don't even. Want, I don't even want to do the fucking plan, listeners. Here's what the plan is. All right. Uh, the plan is just like trick the Dillards into cleaning their house and cleaning up and having manners, which yeah. we've fucking seen them do before. They, they did. did this the last time a man came down from the mountains and was like kidnapping women. Yeah. Like basically they're, I'm sorry. No, not the last time a man came down from the mountains and was <laughs> threatening to kidnap women. The time before that, the first time a the man came time. down from the mountains and kidnapped a woman. Is this I think technically that one came up from a farm. <laughs> yeah, no, like, is this a fucking regular occurrence in the South where it's just like a guy will just come out of the woods and be like, I'm gonna get somebody. And then you have to like, like, steer them away with a fucking like a series of traps like it's fucking home alone. Like <laughs> incognito window, legal marrying age, North Carolina. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> No, God. Well, I mean... Oh, hello, feds! <laughs> no, Coming no. in through my window, huh? 
the the state of this country they would just give you a congressional seat commentary fucking yeah so the, the basically the plan is women are nags is basically how they is is the Andy Griffith show's <laughs> yeah. thesis. Yeah, is somehow just... somehow the episode about kidnapping a woman and dragging her to the woods because she doesn't like meet your or she doesn't return your affections. Somehow that becomes more sexist. <laughs> Sometimes that gets more misogyny. Ah, uh-huh, Briscoe, you forgot one thing to my advantage. We all hate women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted a wife. Little did you know having a wife is bad. Ho ho! You have to clean. Like, that's their fucking maneuver is just like, like, just misogyny. They just have, they just basically OD him on misogyny. Like, it's basically like, it's like, like, Oh, they caught Briscoe Darling uh, doing a misogyny. They're going to make him smoke an entire pack of misogyny. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so basically, Ampy makes them clean and cook and have table manners. And Briscoe is like, well, I hate this. Can she just Can she just go? Can she just be out of here, please? I want her to leave now. And the in between the whole thing, whenever Briscoe Darling would like, put his elbows up on the table or some shit like that. Ampy would hit him with a spoon and his big ending line is like, cause she kisses him on the cheek, which what? I, this makes me so angry. And he says, Oh, your kisses are, are sweet and valuable, but they're not worth the pain. And then da, 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 end of episode. Is there a stinger? I don't know. I refuse no, that to was, remember. That it. was the stinger. Like, I think that was it. And the thing is, I, I don't know if that was the exact the exact line was something like your kisses are high in value and rare to come by, but frankly they ain't worth the pain. He's basically his like frankly, Miss Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Yeah, and I'm just like that's a pretty good line, and you gave it to the shittiest situation. <laughs> Which I mean, it's fucking heartbreaking because like fucking crazed hillbilly is smitten with Aunt B could be a fucking funny ass episode. Like, unrequited love epi- like episodes of TV can be pretty fucking funny. And this just misses the mark so bad by being as horrifying as possible. Uh, fucking fuck. Can, can, can I jump into Marty's Comics Corner for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Alright, so currently the comic strip Curtis is doing yeah. a... A couple of strips it started yesterday. Curtis is a uh, strip about a young boy, an 11-year-old boy, and his brother and their parents. They live in an apartment in the inner city. The storyline that started yesterday is Curtis has seen his dad, like, ironing his shirt and said something like, isn't that supposed to be your wife's job? And his dad is going off on him. Really? Right. Yes. Yeah. His dad is like, what is wrong with you, kid? Holy shit. Yeah, and as you can imagine, the co- the comments section of Comics <laughs> Kingdom is full of uh, therapy, I guess. <laughs> it's full of men who need therapy, is what's going on here. Is it a, is it a lot of my wife left me? Is, oh, oh, is, here we go, here we go. I'm, I'm going to give you one here. I'm going to give you one here, where you're going to be on this dude's side for a second. Mm-hmm. Curtis will learn a lot, but he will always be confused by gender roles. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he learned the woman's work idea, but as someone who was actually raised that way, life has been very difficult for me. Oh. I had to learn to do everything for myself and for my father when my mother died. Oh. All right, man. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Okay. When I married, my wife claimed she was splitting things fairly by sitting at home watching TV while I worked full time and did the housework, cooking, etc. I've never found anyone who was an actual partner. Most manipulated me by claiming I'm unfair to them anytime I ask them to do anything in the home. My experience has been that women expect to do nothing in the home and to sit at home while the man is the bread worker and does the housework. I may have been extremely unlucky, so I'm not saying anyone here is like that. Just uh, describing my life experience. Oh, God. So it's basically just like, hey, Steve chiming in here. I'm not doing okay. Like, <laughs> don't really, don't really have a point about this. This just, this just, this comic just reminded me that things are really bad over here. And I wanted everybody to know. Um, I, I, I really thought that the 
comment section of the newspaper comic strip Curtis was <laughs> really the place to, to air this this laundry out. <laughs> I, I really like that at the end. He's like, I am not making a political statement about this. I just want to let you know I have not had a healthy relationship in my entire life. And it might have something to do with my dead mom. Okay, bye, everybody. Steve out. However, however, today, as I scrolled through the, the comment section... I landed upon a comment from a woman named Sharon, and Sharon, I love you. I hope mm-hmm. you're doing okay. Because here is Sharon's comment. Everyone says, like, yeah, young whippersnappers are, they actually use the word whippersnappers, are, are going to have to learn about this. And Sharon's like, it's not just young men. Are you talking? <laughs> Why do you think there are so many boomer men who are single and can't find women to date them? No sane woman wants to be supporting and caretaking an old dude that she just became acquainted with. We older ladies joke that men our age are looking for a nurse and or a purse. Fuck them up, Sharon! Yes! Fuck them up! <laughs> That's so good. Can I just, like, I just, can, is this a good place to watch boomers spar with each other? Yes! Can I just... Is this a good place where I can just go to watch boomers just take chunks out of each other? Yes, the the, the comment section of a newspaper comics area is a hundred percent that. <laughs> what are you? Why do you think I do this? It's so good. God. It's not because I like Curtis. I do kind of like Curtis. Curtis <laughs> is great. I used to love Curtis as a kid. Um, fucking, I just want to like. I, this has really just put a meaning into my life of I just want to take two boomers and just put them in a jar together and just shake it and then like have them fight like ants like you have to, used to do as a kid. I just want that. I just want to see boomers yell at each other incoherently. We, but not make, about we can make a we can make a Super Smash Boomers game <laughs> <laughs> out of just different kinds of bo- of boomer dads. There's like Gadget Dad and like and like men and like angry manager mom crystal like, aunt <laughs> crystal aunt yeah oh god yeah no why, I, man why why are you why are you always playing as doomsday prepper car wash owner <laughs> <laughs> these guys he's way too powerful he's got tons of counters <laughs> they they really need to nerf uncle gravel salesman i think he's really nintendo needs to get him in the next patch <laughs> Fucking! I just want Super Smash Boomers. <laughs> Super Smash Boomers. <laughs> the stage would just be like, "What material makes for the best socks?" And it would be like, "Da da 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 cotton." <laughs> like, oh no, we have to. <laughs> oh no we have to play at a costco on saturday afternoon again (laughs) this level is an ikea (laughs) oh god the the items you can get are like an ll bean catalog and a yankee candle you like oh you go to the item section and you really have to turn off the comment section of a Chili's restaurant in New Jersey like that one's that one's just completely game breaking your your final smash is live laugh love <laughs> minions memes in this house we believe just minions memes are your Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pictures of uh, of Looney Tunes characters with long paragraphs of thoughts over them. Forward, 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 forward! Check this out. <laughs> oh God! So if, if it if it if he hits down B, you have to pick him up at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so ratings yeah ratings it's dog shit fuck you zero <laughs> yeah uh and uh, is it a 10 i think it's uh it's, at it's least definitely a, it's definitely it's one a, of the more horrifying uh, it's yeah i'm gonna give it a 10 i'm gonna play it safe and give it a 10 i don't feel comfortable giving it anything less than a 10 
Yeah, there's probably an argument to be made, but like our definition of the of the Barney meter is so fuzzy at this point that the like, Barney meter has been broken since like a year into this project. Like the, the Barney meter has not functioned since like episode twelve. Uh, <laughs> We fucked up that metric so hard. All right, so so Chris's spreadsheet must look like an absolute goddamn nightmare by now. All right, so uh, yeah, so so Andy meter zero, probably negative. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm I, I, I'm not gonna give it negative because it's just like okay, you did a bluegrass episode, and I guess I like those bluegrass songs. Whatever. The music was good i guess it was good i I really i I know they're like wildly influential they're like the fucking band but like it's fine it's bluegrass music i've heard bluegrass music Uh, all right so as always you can find us on the internet at on twitter we are at break mayberry facebook.com slash breaking mayberry instagram breaking mayberry we don't use any of these online we use our youtube channel yeah, wow. Dan, yeah, we do. We use our YouTube channel where we upload all of these. Dan didn't know that until this week. Yeah, because I just found out that that's apparently a thing that successful podcasts do. Um, oh, Dan, you were on, on a thing. You were oh, on. Yeah, a- yeah, yeah. Yo, I was on. I was on All Dogs Must Die, JoJo's Bizarre Podcast, talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with Grant and Chip. It was fucking awesome. If you like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which you should, go on and. Check it out. It was a lot of fun, and their show is incredible. All right, so there is that. Music you just, music you heard, music you're about to hear was Max Ludwig, who is on Twitch as Sleep Talkie. He plays video games that are weird tie-ins to old television shows. We will, I think, in the near future, be playing the Home Improvement tie-in game. So I want to be in on that. Yeah, you're going to be in on that. We played ALF last time, and it was... I, we're we're going to be putting up a YouTube video of it. It is one of the most agonizing experiences of my life. I know why the elf screams now. Uh, other than that, that's about it for us. Remember, if you want to help us with your money dollars, patreon.com slash Breaking Mayberry. If you want to help us without your money dollars, give us a rating and review. Until then, we will see you all down at the fishing hole. What was that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the music took you in that moment. <laughs> Boop, 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 boop,